the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Lifeline with Craig Roberts. He's the host of Northern California's longest-running conservative talk show. He's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. He's Lifeline's own Craig Roberts. Good afternoon and welcome. Good to have you with us here for this Thursday, March 19th edition of Lifeline. Trust you're staying safe and um, not going too stir-crazy yet. Not even quite a full week of the... uh, shelter-in-place order, and, of course, um, a lot of essential services uh, like radio. We've been getting out, being extra cautious, coming into work, observing all of the uh, social distancing and so forth. I don't think in 35 years I've ever eaten lunch at my desk, but I'm getting used to doing that now. I guess it's the new normal, at least for the time being, and, of course, being extra cautious, very much in order right now. Um, We're seeing, of course, continuing numbers, fluctuations, everything between Wall Street, (laughs) the numbers there going in the wrong direction down. And meanwhile, prediction today by Governor Newsom that before all of this is over with, we could see as many as 26 million Californians impacted by the coronavirus by June. I I don't even want to ponder that. Um, New world. And uh, if you had the sense that God was trying to get our attention, yeah, I think so. Most importantly, how now does the church respond to all of this? Joining me is Pastor Sam Rohrer, president of the American Pastors Network. And Pastor Rohrer, always great to have you on the program. I wish it was under better circumstances than these, but I I suppose... From a from an outreach standpoint, there is a there is a bit of a silver lining behind all of this, isn't there? Well, Craig, uh, there is. I mean, is it disturbing? Sure. Does it sound and feel like uh, the scriptures that talks about perilous times shall come? Yes, certainly. Uh, as you said, you've not seen anything in your lifetime. I have not either uh, like this, and in many respects. Um, I am viewing this because of the because of the underlying nature of this uh, of this issue and 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 how long it may be lasting. Uh, I recall it makes me go back and think to what happened when God shook us in 9/11 many years ago. Uh, God allowed that to happen. We know it was evil people who did it, but God permitted it, and I believe He did it to wake us up. Uh, to wake up America. And, and really, it did. And I think all of those who recall that recall how how immediately, I'm going to put this way, religious, everybody got. There, there, were, there were people gathering who had never gathered before, and people who had not been at church for a long time began to go back to church. And there was a, a hopeful nature in, in the air at that time, but I think we also recall that it didn't last real long. 
after four to six weeks, I think people went kind of settled back in where they were. But that was a wake-up call. It makes me think of the uh, passage in uh, Hebrews chapter 12, 29, 25 to 29. I'm going to read the whole thing. It's, that People can go there and look at it, but it's God's talking about the fact that he, he speaks and he shakes the earth, and he, he moves things, which cause people then to either look up or to look somewhere else. And I believe that what's happening now, by the nature of what's taking place, it's really, uh, use this terminology, a slow-motion 9-11. And, you know, and, and slow, slow motion 9-11, but a very broad wave. And, and by that, I mean, we saw only pockets of the country that that took the brunt of this, meaning if you were in New York City on that day, if you were at the Pentagon, um, then, then certainly uh, you know better than we do what the 9-11 experience was all about. No doubt it, it brought about fear. Uh, that fear, though, after a while melted away, but this is every pocket, every corner, every nook, and every cranny, unless you're in a bunker somewhere. Uh, mm-hmm. We're seeing major population centers all across the country having to deal with this, uh, and and this slow roll is a very broad one. Now, absolutely it is, and that's why it's so distinctively different. The impact is going to be, as you say, much more broad, but the result is the same. We either, as a nation and as a people, look to God in a purposeful sense, or we are going to look to government. Uh, That is the real challenge. I think on one hand, God is shaking, and we have a choice. As a nation, we have a choice. As individuals, we have a choice. And certainly as God's people, the true remnant, those who have an ability to access the throne of God and and to pray and to be living like they perhaps never lived before, this is an opportunity. I'm going to put it in that say. This is a shaking, but it's also an opportunity for the church to be the true church, for true believers to act like true believers, for us who have a hope of eternal life. And if we have our faith grounded in Jesus Christ, we ought not to be moved and shaken like those others who have no hope, but we ought to put that witness forward today. Now, but. Very clearly, it's a challenge for our churches, all of our pastors across the country. A number of, they have not been told. They have to go back to 1918 and the Spanish flu, uh, time when churches were asked to be closed uh, by, by the government for a similar type of a thing, by the way. Uh, but most don't understand that. So we're having to be creative and say, do we even obey that rule? And, well, yes, we say yes. We are, where Scripture says, to obey those who have the authority over you and the higher authority, and we obey those things that come our way until they conflict with the commands of God. So now churches are being forced uh, to say, how can we not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, um, but not be all together? Well, thank the Lord we have technology and some remarkably courageous, not courageous, but creative things are happening by pastors and churches all across the country uh, in communicating. I met with my own small group last night by Zoom, video. Never done that before. Uh, but it was a wonderful time of sharing, and we were all there to be, see each other and share and pray. There are a lot of things that are happening that uh, I think are good, and in, in the, in the interest in reaching out beyond the household of faith uh, by the true church is happening. And, and I'm, we're trying to encourage people... Take care of the household of faith first. Make sure that those who are 
elderly, those who are immunocompromised, you know, uh, those kinds of things, that those people have their needs met first. But then look outside. What a great opportunity to take and meet the, na- the needs of neighbors uh, down the street and meet our obligation to evangelize and to disciple. These are incredibly perilous days, but they are also, Craig, incredibly opportune days for those who know the Lord to let our light shine like never before. And and certainly, as it did on 9-11, these kinds of events have a tendency to drive us to our knees. I know I certainly find myself in prayer a lot more um, in relationship with all that's happening here, and we tend to get so caught up in the busyness of life. Uh, We're working, we're raising a family, we're caring for a household, we're doing church. Uh, Now all of a sudden we're presented with this opportunity and lots of time in places like the Bay Area where we're shut down, where we have really a challenge and opportunity to not just do the church, but be the church. And and I guess really the, the, the shame, potential shame behind all of this, as we look into the face of the tragic suffering and loss of life, would be if the church were to spurn this opportunity to be the very light that God has called us to be, wouldn't it? Well, absolutely it would. And also, it not only would be missing an opportunity that God has permitted, and I think within this, without a doubt, this is God's judgment. This is God's judgment on a world that has spurned him, on a, on a nation, but at the same time, always within God's judgment, that the intent, there is mercy extended within that. God is giving opportunity, even now, for people to make a choice. What am I going to do? And whom am I going to trust? Do I trust in God? Do I trust in myself? Do I trust in my bank account, which is getting smaller by the week, right? I mean, these things are happening. Where is our trust? And I think even those of us who know the Lord and have walked with the Lord for a long time and have been very comfortable and confident to say, just trust in God, He will come through. You know, it just may be that God will allow us to actually prove that to Him and how we trust and live in these days. And all of that, none of that is bad. That's strengthening, but this is an opportunity for the Church. And I, and I think, in addition to that, whether the Church rises into the occasion, God's people rise to the occasion here, is, is if we do not, I believe that you will see a growing government take over the space of the Church, perhaps, which we do not want. So God has created the civil government, He's created the family, and He's created the Church, and they have their roles to play. Government in the hands of sinful people always wants to get bigger, and we need, and our founders were very, very cautious about that, so should we. But if it's a vibrant church, that's what holds a civil government that wants to get bigger in place, and that's also another reason, an opportunity created by God to shine the light, but also a necessity of the church to stay in its position God has placed it so as to hold back governments of the world that only want to become bigger, and frankly, most of them, to become God. Well put. And um, again, I think at the core here, an opportunity for us to really shine at this point, as Pastor Sam Rohrer suggests, that um, we, we don't want to succumb to the ease of just saying, well, government will take care of it, um, because if we do that, uh, then government will certainly step in to fill that vacuum. And, uh, you know, there's going to be a season here where bigger government is, uh, as we're seeing in the news every day, 
really un- unavoidable at, at many layers. And yet, um, uh, if, if we just sit back and do not get engaged, uh, we're going to miss out on a golden opportunity here. Pastor Sam Rohrer, president of the American Pastors Network. And um, Pastor Sam, thanks so much for the time. You be sure to take care of yourself. Information available on the web, AmericanPastorsNetwork.net. 517, well, it's uh, told somebody out of state today, what's the traffic like in the Bay Area? It's almost like being New Year's Day every day. Just hardly not much out there. But there is some. Let's find out what that looks like for you right now. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. All right, let's uh, switch gears here for a moment, shall we? Uh, Talking with my producer, Wanda Sanchez, earlier today, said, you know, we've we got to sprinkle in a little bit that's a little bit on the lighter side, and, and it feels like part of normal life, so we don't all get too overwhelmed by this and, and uh, go on to <laughs> COVID-19 overload, which we're not already there. Uh, let's talk about an issue that a lot of us deal with in everyday life. If you've ever rented a new apartment, maybe bought a used car, or maybe rented an RV, you may be familiar with ghost odors. You know, those smells that haunt the cavities and the crevices of rooms or cars long after the source of the odor is gone or long after whatever it was passed on. Well, uh, you know, you've tried all the sprays, essential oils, incense, and so-called room freshener, and it just won't make it budge. Cover it up or eliminate it? Well, our next guest says, why cover it up when you can kick it out? Juan Carlos Baselli joins us, CEO of Bioside Systems. And uh, JC, great to have you with us on the program. Hi, Craig. How are you? Glad to be here. I'm doing well, thanks. And, uh, you know, this is an issue so many of us have had to uh, to deal with. Uh, there, there's nothing that can ruin the purchase of a car mm-hmm. or even, even going and renting a, an Airbnb where all of a sudden you just walk in and, and, and there is that smell and you're – your 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 nostrils are attacked, and now you go into defense mode. What can we do? Open the windows, quick, get out the Lysol or the room freshener. We take every step we possibly can to try and get rid of the odor, and at the end of the day, we just end up adding to it. Is there a, a, a fundamental flaw to this typical approach to try to deal with these stubborn odors? Uh, absolutely there is. Uh, the problem is, is that odors or odor molecules – uh, penetrate porous surfaces where all these products just can't reach. For example, you know, you've got uh, sprays, uh, odor masking agents, you've got absorbers. But when someone, let's say, for example, gets sick in a car and it goes into the seat cushions and down into the carpet, it doesn't matter what you do. There is all sorts of organic matter that's trapped there. Uh, that's what's different about our product. Uh, our product is actually works like a fumigation bomb where it releases a gas. And that's the disruptor. It's a gas. So it sounds a little scary, but it's completely non-toxic, non-carcinogenic, uh, great for the environment. There's no residue left over, so it's completely safe, but very, very effective. It can get to places where other products just can't. I had a case one time in a car that I owned where uh, some beverages got spilled, 
and um, then <laughs> there had been a picnic and some sandwiches that got forgotten, and all of a sudden, uh, a <laughs> little bit of sun locked up in the car for a couple of days, unawares, and before you know it, you've got a real royal mess on your hands. I tried sprays. I tried mists. Someone even suggested that I go and rent a so-called ozone machine and run an extension cord out to the car and drape it through the window and let this thing run. None of it seemed to work. So give us a sense in terms of the real fundamental difference between what Biocide does and some of these other attempts at masking it. Okay, so the thing is is that all these other products, like you said, most of them mask it. Uh, some of them, like the ozone machine, that's a different process. However, it's really toxic, very carcinogenic, uh, not good for the car. Um, you know, uh, our product, uh, it, it's, the active ingredient is chlorine dioxide. Chlorine dioxide has been around probably almost 100 years, primarily used in large industrial applications, for example, water treatment facilities, uh, meat packing plants, slaughterhouses, where there's a lot of bacteria and a lot of odor. And uh, so, so the problem was that chlorine dioxide didn't have a shelf life. When you generate it in a liquid form, you had to generate it through these big machines at point of use. And if you wanted to ship it, you'd ship it in a liquid form. We came up with a dry medium so that now everybody has access to chlorine dioxide with our product. The gas, the chlorine dioxide gas, what makes it so special is it's attracted to negatively charged molecules. So it actually works like a smart bomb. You set it off, let's say, in your car, in your room, and it will literally migrate and seek out the negatively charged molecules, which are all odors. So if it's hiding, for example, someone's been smoking in a car, the smoke gets behind the dash. How are any of the other products going to get behind the dash unless you take that dash apart? They're not. But our product, because it's a gas, the molecules are much smaller than any liquid-based, and they can penetrate deeper. They can go through all the pores, any, any little cracks or crevices. They'll get behind the dash, and they'll get rid of the cigarette odor that's trapped back there or that's in your air conditioning unit. Uh, the same with your home. If you've had a kitchen fire, now you've got odors trapped in the top of your curtains. Uh, you're going to have to take those curtains down. You're going to have to take them to the dry cleaners. Uh, this gas will actually get rid of it from from the curtains, from the mattress, from everything. Now, JC, some I'm sure listening right now are saying, "Wow, th- this is the product that I've been waiting for." But how easy is it to use? Oh, it, it, it's it's like making tea. That's that's the reference I use. We made it. We have three years of development on this. One of the things that we wanted to make sure is that it was so simple to use and extremely safe. Um, our product, you don't ever touch any chemicals. You open up a little pouch, a foil packet. Inside of there, there's a pouch that looks like a, like a tea bag. And we supply you with the canister that you put it in. You add, uh, we have a measuring cup in the can. It all comes inside the canister. Uh, you have the measuring cup of uh, one ounce of water. You throw the water in there. You set it down in the space that you're going to treat, and that's it. Um, you, depending on the severity of the odor, if you had an apartment where, let's say, you had some friends over and you had you know, playing some cards and someone lit up a cigar, you want to get rid of that cigar, well, it's on the surface. So you need one hour to, to get the gas completely in the room and then one hour to peel off that first layer of, of whatever it is. Uh, if you've had 
a kitchen fire. Now you've got, it's a molecule-to-molecule battle. So you've got a lot more molecules. So with the kitchen fire, you'd want to leave it the full 24 hours. These products will release chlorine dioxide at 22 parts per million for over a period of 24 hours. So it's up to you on how long you can leave it or how long you want to leave it, depending on the severity of the odor you're dealing with. And then once you've gone through the process, and again, it's going to depend on severity of the odor, the size of the space that you're looking to treat, um, how quickly is it to dispose with all of this? Is, is this a, a simple thing that can be done? Absolutely. So the canister that it all comes compact in, it, it looks like an ice cream container. I mean, we use all biodegradable products. Uh, we're a very, uh, you know, eco-friendly company. The chlorine dioxide, if you were to generate it into liquid, because we do have a liquid shocker, when it breaks down, it breaks down to saline, so it doesn't hurt the environment. It doesn't put out like chlorine. It sounds like chlorine because it's got the name chlorine in it, but it's completely different. Uh, it's, uh, one molecule makes all the difference. And so it doesn't put out any of the gases that, for example, chlorine puts out that are very carcinogenic. Uh, it doesn't do any of that. So it's very, very green, very safe. And when you're done with the product, you just put the lid back on in the cup and you throw it in, in your trash can. You can actually leave the lid off, just throw the cup in the trash can, and you're actually going to deodorize your trash can as well. And, and once the uh, the process has taken place, a lot of people are, are concerned about, well, uh, is there any aspect of this could potentially be uh, harmful for children or pets when they come back into the space again? Yeah, so we we say very to make sure that you read all the instructions carefully. This product, as I mentioned, it's non-toxic, non-carcinogenic. However, it is an irritant, meaning that if you were to sit in the room while activating it, eventually it's going to start burning your eyes and your nose is going to start running. Uh, you don't have to go to the hospital. And you can always come in. If you forgot your keys, you can come into the room, grab your keys, and get out. But we recommend you close the door. Yeah, yeah, leave it, you know, leave the space and let it do its job. When you're done, you can walk in, you put the lid back on it, and you throw it away. There's no residue left behind. So you don't have to wipe anything down. There's nothing toxic that's going to hurt anything. It's not going to hurt the pets. If there's a baby crawling on the carpet, it's not going to hurt them. Uh, you know, it's completely safe in that sense. And, of course, what's beautiful about this is that it, it really is an organic way to deal with organic odors in a fashion that, quite frankly, as we mentioned earlier, all of the other attempts are simply nothing more than a cover-up. Now, both Auto Shocker, to which JC referred to, and BioShocker, they're very easy products and simple to use. And you can get more information and order them easily online by going to biocidesystems.com. That's biocidesystems.com. Or you can also call toll-free 877-RX-BIOCIDE. That's 877-RX-BIOCIDE. And... JC, once the folks get to the website, is it fairly easy to maneuver their way through and ascertain exactly what product is going to work best for their need and their application? Absolutely, yeah. We have a great website. It's very simple to use. And first-time buyers, when you log on, uh, you're going to get a little banner that comes up. First-time buyers get an extra 10% off. And, uh, yeah, very easy to navigate. You just do a search on there. You can see, you can read about the products. We have videos, instructional. Uh, we have testimonial videos on there as well. A lot of good information. And, of course, could be the final welcome relief that you've been looking for forever to deal with those unwanted, pesky odors that just love to hang around and hang around. Check it out online, biocidesystems.com. That's biocidesystems.com. Or call toll-free 
RX Bioside. That's 877 RX Bioside or online at Bioside, B I O C I D E, BiosideSystems.com. And our thanks to Juan Carlos Spaselli for being with us from Bioside Systems. 532, let's get you an update on traffic, such as it is, from the KFAX Traffic Center. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. All right. Welcome back to the conversation. Now we're going to pivot once again um, because we, we referred in the earlier conversation with Pastor Sam Rohr to this notion of a shaking taking place. Um, and I think that certainly applies to, um, I mean, how can you not be shaken by this at any degree at all? I, I mean, you'd have to be completely unaware of what's going on to not be impacted in that regard. And yet there's another dynamic to this. The dynamic, as I suggested earlier, of God really getting our attention. Um, Nothing like a big dose of the unknown and the threat of potential sickness and death to wake us up. Um, There's a lot that we've been able to push aside. Remember, even after 9-11, how there was a sudden surge in church attendance for a couple of weekends there, and then things kind of settled back down to normal. Well, while church attendance may be on hold for the moment, while we're all um, trying to protect uh, each other from each other, um, I think we're going to get a sense here that it's time we wake up. But if you think this is the only shaking going on, well, um, let's bring you up to date. We're going to invite Clay Allen to join us on the program now. Clay is the founder and president of Avenue, a sexual restoration ministry. He's been a guest several times on the program. And uh, Clay, we'd prefer to have you in studio, but uh, under the circumstances, regardless, welcome. Great to have you join us. Well, thank you, Craig. I'm there in spirit as well as voice. We uh, we were together at the uh, Bass Convention uh, just a couple of short weeks ago. Seems like eons ago now by all that's transpiring. And uh, you had a chance to visit with us for a couple of moments. And at the time, you touched on this topic of a great shaking going on inside of the church. And it so fascinated me that we've asked you to come back and, and kind of go a little bit deeper. Now, at least people think we're singularly talking about shaking that's taking place in relationship to COVID-19, and, and while there's a great truism to that, there's another type of shaking going on that actually has been happening for a very long time, and it's been it's been very much a, a very silent, insidious attack against the church, and, and sadly, most of us are not even aware. That's right, and it's, it's, um, it's quite pervasive. You know, while uh, our communities and country and world rightly focus on COVID nineteen. There, this, this um, you know, I call it a pandemic. It's 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 a it's a severe, it's a great invasion that's taking place, and it's literally destroying our church. And uh, I'll give you some context. I mean, I, uh, you may have already referred to this on your program, so forgive me for those who already know it. But worldwide, we're looking right now. Uh, as of today, at about four percent um, death rate for uh, COVID nineteen worldwide, U.S. is about one and a half percent. But there is a far, far greater pandemic. Uh, the the invader is pornography. This word pornography is fascinating because when Jesus uh, talked about it, uh, the word uh, in Greek is pornia, and Jesus used this word uh, very specifically in context uh, to mean 
uh, sexual thoughts or behavior outside of God-ordained marriage. And so uh, Satan knows this, and he uses porn as a weapon meant to silently destroy God's people, their families, their finances, their churches. And uh, this plague, this pandemic, is so fantastically big. Uh, the plague and pandemic of sexual brokenness impacting Christians now. I want to really be specific here about Christians. I'm not talking about people who don't know the Lord or don't say the Lord is their uh, Savior or um, somebody doesn't, uh, you know, get into the Bible and uh, learn God's truths and so forth uh, of the world. Now, these are people who follow Jesus, who have called Jesus their Lord and Savior. Uh, 77% of Christian men currently use pornography. And I want that to soak in to our audience here for a minute. Just just uh, marinate on that for a minute. That's about 8 out of 10 men of any church you walk into anywhere in the United States. doesn't matter where you are. This is through all kinds of surveys that have been done, and the same number keeps popping up. This is about 8 out of 10 men in any church. So this poor pastor who's leading the church is trying to execute the vision and the mission God has given him for his church with two out of ten men. And now, God can do anything. He can do that. But he didn't design our churches to operate with two out of ten men. He designed it to operate with ten out of ten men. Yet, eight out of ten have been distracted. In fact, this problem is so severe that it, pornography now is the number one cause of Christians divorcing. Again, Christians, not the people of the world, Christians. It surpassed financial strain and struggles. And and when you look into this and you start talking to some of these men who were caught up in wrong things sexually, 87% of them will say they find nobody to help them get rid of porn in their life. How do you get out of the tractor beam of using pornography? And they say they can't find it. This is literally nine, or virtually 9 out of 10 men who call themselves followers of Jesus can't find somebody to help them. And and one of the other amazing stats is, and it's so sad, is that 93% of churches admit to not having a program to address this problem. Now, l- let me help our audience understand how many people this is. When we talk about 77%, when we talk about 93% of churches not having anybody to help with this problem, we're talking literally now of 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 million or more Christians. It could be as high as 100 million Christians. Now, this is so fantastic. This is so incredible. Uh, and yet, our church is not dealing with this. It, we're, not, we're not addressing it. And Satan knows this. And he, what, he, what Satan is, is uh, very purpose to do is he wants every Christian man and woman who's impacted by this to remain silent in shame about this problem. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean to, to put on this lie that if you uh, 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 talk to somebody about this, if you sought help, that you that they, the other person that you're talking to would think that there's something terribly defective with you, that there's something so wrong with you that they would not want to talk to you, deal with you, or anything like that. This is precisely what Satan is selling, and, and as uh, sadly as Christians remain silent, this plague, this pandemic worsens. You know, if you were to look at it this way, what's happening in our country, in our world right now with COVID-19, you know, if it or any other plague-like malady was invading our church and country, you would see a mobilization like what's taking place right this second in our country to address and defeat it. Yet 93% of churches are ignoring this problem. They're not doing anything about this terrible problem, and as a result, 
every church, every congregant within that church is being impacted. And I say this passionately because I remained silent for far too long in my life, uh, having used porn and all kinds of crazy, uh, inappropriate sexual behavior, and it nearly killed me. And I came really close to death. Uh, and, and one man had enough heart, had enough love, had enough Jesus in him to save my life. And it happened through a church, and, and that man helped me understand something profoundly important, that shame died on the cross with Jesus when he was nailed to it, and that Jesus offers us a better way to live our life, my life. Uh, Jesus called it the abundant life. Uh, a lot of other names for it in the Bible, but essentially it's a life that's overflowing, a life that, that gives you purpose and meaning and significance. And by the way, uh, something we coined called God's Best Sex is part of that abundant life. You know, it's really uh, kind of interesting to me that Wall Street, uh, Hollywood, there are, we're, we're all, all these places are searching for God's best sex, and they can't find it. It's elusive. <laughs> and, and, and the reason it's elusive is because it's reserved by God for those who follow Jesus, for the best relationship, the best sex, and yet everybody in the world looking for it, and God reserved it for Christians who follow Jesus. And, and the question I often ask myself is, why in the world is our church being silent about God's best sex? We ought to be on rooftops everywhere shouting about this. Our churches would be so full, we'd be overflowing every weekend. I even joked at one point we had to have uh, a, a weekend seminars on God's best sex, and the entire church would be filled up, overflowing, because of this experience and, and this promise that God gave us. And I believe the answer as to why that's not happening, sadly, is because 93% of churches aren't dealing with this issue. And, and, and it's terribly, terribly sad that this is happening right now, that this is affecting virtually um, everybody in a church, and, and we're, we're being really quiet about it as if it doesn't exist. And this is a very you know, toxic, complicated scenario here, uh, in that when you add to just humankind's natural proclivity towards sin— and the enemy knowing how to take advantage of that by laying out temptation, and then the ease of this coming to you where 50 years ago, if you wanted to engage in porn behavior, you had to go find it. Now today, it's so prevalent, it comes and finds you, not just through advertising, but through the Internet at every turn, and then couple that with, as Clay Allen points out, um, a tremendous sense of denial within the church that this is even happening. And no place, as he suggested a moment ago, where people who even want help can find it. Let's talk more about this when we come back after a brief timeout. Clay Allen is with us today, founder and president of Avenue, a sexual restoration ministry located right here in the Bay Area. Information available on the web at avenue.works. That's avenue.works. Back to more of our conversation when we come back. What kind of help is available and to whom as Lifeline continues? At 545, let's get you updated right now on some traffic. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Lester Clay Allen is with us in this segment of the program, founder, president of Avenue, a sexual restoration ministry. We've been talking about this um, global pandemic. No, not the COVID-19 virus, though that's very real and one that we urgently have to deal with, but another virus of a sort that has been invading churches for many, many years now, so much so to the point where this plague, in a sense, 
is impacting nearly 8 in 10 men in the church today. And part of the issue, of course, as you've outlined and we suggested before the break, Clay, is the ease in which all of this is available, the way in which the enemy uses the temptation. And then when you add to that two other critical factors, a level of guilt and shame that prevents people from being open about seeking help and the ability or the inability to find it once they recognize that they need it. And boy, this really becomes, in a sense, to any marriage, any relationship, a deadly cocktail. Yeah, that's that's so true. And, you know, it's really important, I think, for people to understand the purpose of the shaking. The purpose of this shaking is so that we understand that we all have a choice, right, in what we do with uh, our brokenness. And and, and and or our sexuality. And so when it comes to choices, Jesus is so, so awesome. He's so beautiful. He's so perfect. He gives us that free will to choose the world's ways or his ways. And if we choose his ways, he says it's always better. It always turns out better for us. And so that's really the answer, is uh, making a decision in one's heart and, is, and their mind that I, I want help for this area of my life, whether I'm a man or a, a man's wife, I want help, and then to seek it out, and God will honor that. In fact, I would even go a step further and say that if you're a church or you're a leader in a church, and you make a decision to offer this to those in your church that you influence and in your community, uh, I would say that that would be the single greatest thing you can do in your church next to helping people know who Jesus is. You literally will become heaven's hero at that point. Uh, both as an individual saying, I want to give God my brokenness, or if you're a church and saying, I want to offer this to people to help and, and, and to help them experience this restoration we've been talking about. The answer uh, to this problem is, is so incredible because, you know, when you think about 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 million, however many people, there are not enough counselors in the entire country to help this many people. So what's, what's really the answer to this it is not only is Jesus the answer, but his church is the, the avenue, no pun intended, but his avenue by which his people will experience his answer. And, and what, what I mean by that is men and women, uh, you and I, are the church. And, and it's through us that we can reach, rescue, and restore people who are impacted this way. And when we do, uh, we can reach millions and millions and millions of people very, very quickly by using our churches, organizations, their infrastructure, their influence. We can literally reach, rescue, and restore tens of millions of people very, very quickly. The, the problem of scaling, um, how do you reach and uh, help that many people that quickly, is quickly resolved when we start understanding how God designed our church to operate. So we're looking uh, passionately, uh, fervently for churches who say, you know what? I want to be part of Jesus's answer. I, 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 I <laughs> now this is so tender to me because there, there are uh, people out there dying literally every day. Uh, it could be physically, it's certainly emotionally, spiritually, financially, relationally, at, that are seeking churches that want to provide this answer. They walk through the door hoping to hear a relevant message like this and hope that they can find healing in 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 a place that you, you you call a church and instead of turning people away instead of turning a blind eye to this wouldn't it be incredible if our church said yes to jesus in this area we could literally help tens of millions of people almost overnight if churches 
said yes to Jesus this way. And 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 by the way, uh, where uh, uh, Satan uses shame to shame people, when you look through the New Testament and how Jesus loved on people, he never ever shamed anybody. And this is this is why Avenue is purposely created and set up as a confidential restoration program for men, for pastors who struggle. Because yes, there are a lot of pastors who struggle and they don't know where to go. And, and for women who've experienced betrayal of intimacy in their marriage and committed uh, relationships, to find and apply biblical truth and answer to restore their sexual behavior and relationships. So that, and, and we do this uh, with guidebooks. Uh, my wife and I wrote the guidebooks for men and for, for the wives uh, called Operation Destiny for Men and uh, the Healing Choice for Women. And then we use something that's very important, and that's confidential groups, so that Men and women and pastors can come into relationship with other people who are seeking the same thing, being led by a guide in the groups. And we, we these groups are incredible because they're confidential. They're in-person groups or mobile groups. They're online groups where you can meet and interact online uh, from the comfort of your home or work. And that's especially important now with a lot of shelter in place that's happening. And the po- point of this is that scientists and therapists have, are learning more and more something that the Bible has known for a long, long time, and that is healing accelerates in a group setting. And that, so what Avenue does is we go one step further, and we provide these groups as safe and confidential groups. Nobody knows where they meet, who's in them, uh, when they meet, and so forth. And so you have the safety of being able to really get to the root issues quickly and start to accelerate that healing. And so we made this really easy for churches, by the way, um, it's our, these are turnkey programs, so the, ch- the pastor doesn't have to figure out how to reinvent the wheel, you might say. And we have stellar uh, world-class training that uh, we provide churches and meter guides, training intensives, and, and, and certified training that lasts seven weeks. It's online. It's interactive. And then we have ongoing coaching, so the, co- uh, the pastor doesn't have to figure out things as these groups evolve. They start healing people, and leaders might have questions or need to be prayed for. We have... Uh, coaches that are on the men's side as well as on the women's side that the group leaders can go to and and be prayed for and, and find solutions with. We, we provide this. It costs about $2,000 per person to train and to coach them. And we provide that $2,000 value at no cost. You heard me right. We provide it free to churches for every single person they want to have trained because we believe if we put our money where our mouth is, God will bless it. And God will bless the churches that start this. And and all a pastor has to do is three very simple things. Provide us your leaders to train, promote this within your church, and then pray for its success. And any pastor can do that. So we've tried to make it super simple, and we believe that God will honor this. And I believe that as we return to Jesus and turn to him with our brokenness, he will honor this in a profound way where individuals will thrive, their churches will thrive, their families will thrive, their finances will thrive. And we believe in our own uh, in our own way that God is calling us to this right this very second. And so while we have COVID-19 on the mind, what, there's a much, much bigger issue. In fact, by the way, when we shelter in place, think about this for a minute. We have uh, literally tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of men now at home, and, and they're probably, uh, you know, supposed to be working at home, maybe they're furloughed or whatever. Uh, the boredom is going to set in at some point. And I, and I believe that the porn use online is going to spike, and it's going to spike dramatically uh, either right now or right now, between now and the next two or three weeks. 
And this is where a guy is going to be confronted with a choice. And I'm going to, I would love to have that man and his wife here and, and his pastor here right now, that there is a way out of this. There's a far better way to live than this. And it's by contacting us and to contact us either on the web or through our toll-free number, uh, 877-326-7000. That's uh, 877-326-7000. And, and there are men and women who will take your call. They will help you into the process of getting whole and healed. And uh, we're looking for churches, too, to partner with to take this ministry to their congregation, to their community, and to be God's hero in the process. Yeah, well, and at the end of the day, it really is the church that has the responsibility to get the message out there. I mean, after all, the notion of being able to bring wholeness and healing um, to every aspect of one's life um, is really at the very heart of the gospel. So it's not just that Christ finds us, saves us, but then leaves us in a mess until we get called to the other side? No. That the process of sanctification begins, and that over time we put off the old habits, the old things pass away, right? And we become a new creature, a new creation in Christ Jesus. Um, This has been a sticking point because, as Clay Allen points out, this is so insidious, so widespread, so readily available. Funny, I was looking at some research here online before the program tonight in preparation for the show related to just simply what areas of the country have not been very successful at controlling people's behaviors related to COVID-19. And uh, I'll grant you this was a website covering the story in Florida from England, but the 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 Daily Mail, unbelievable the photographs that they're showing, which... 20 years ago would have been absolutely verboten under any other set of circumstances, and it's embedded in a news story. So it shows you, as one example, just how widespread and insidious this is, and it is singularly the church's mission and opportunity here uh, to shine a light. More information available, all kinds of resources. You can go to the website, check it out. You can invite Clay Allen to come and speak at your church. And um, really consider adding this as an important dynamic. There are churches that engage in things like uh, Celebrate Recovery. They've got uh, divorce recovery workshops, things of this sort. This is another one that is really a key aspect the church, sadly, has been falling behind on. Information on the web, again, avenue.works, avenue.works, or call that number toll-free, 877-326-7000, 7,000. Clay Allen, thank you so much for taking some time to be with us tonight and to talk about this uh, this other layer of shaking that's going on in the church today and present an opportunity and a pathway towards hope, healing, and restoration. Clay Allen with Avenue Works, Avenue.Works. All right, 601, let's get you caught up on traffic right now ahead of some headline news. First stop at the KFAX Traffic Center.